Homage to the Buddha, the Dhamma and the Sangha. As the year draws to a close, it's really good to end with wholesome qualities. One of those wholesome qualities is about the plane of a good person. And in the Samajita Vagga, particularly Ankutunikaya chapter 2, discourse number 32, the Buddha talks about what is the plane of a good person. And he says, the good person is grateful and thankful. For gratitude and thankfulness are extolled by the good. Gratitude and thankfulness belong entirely to the plane of a good person. And in the Duttiya Singhala Sutta, this is in Sangyutta Nikaya, chapter 20, discourse number 12, the Buddha says, So you should train like this. We will be grateful and thankful. We won't forget even a small thing done for us. That's how you should train. And so as we come to the end of 2022, when you reflect on the year that's passed, what we see is that there are so many things to be grateful for, so many things to be thankful for. Because there have been things that have been done, small things, medium-sized things and even very big things where someone has helped us, someone has been generous, someone has offered good friendship. It's always easy to think about the bad things, how we're conditioned in the world, what we get bombarded with is, oh, this has gone wrong, this is bad, this is what's erupting, think this, not that. But it's really important in spiritual practice as we make progress on the Noble Eightfold Path to be grateful and thankful. It's a sapurisa quality, sapurisa being the good person. And of course, we grow in good qualities. So when we reflect back on the year, we look at our spiritual practice, whether it has increased in good qualities. It has increased in good qualities for mainly because we associate with good people, good friends. And so it's important to take the time to reflect on that, to honour that. And if you remember what the Buddha asked Venerable Ananda about good friendship, and Venerable Ananda says to the Buddha, Venerable Sir, this is half of the spiritual life. That is good friendship, good companionship and good comradeship. And the Buddha corrects him and says, Not so, Ananda, not so, Ananda. This is the entire spiritual life, Ananda. That is good friendship, good companionship and good comradeship. When a bhikkhu has a good friend, a good companion and a good comrade, it is to be expected that he will develop and cultivate the Noble Eightfold Path. And the same goes for us. If you look back on the year, you look back on all the wholesome activities, the encouragements, the times where Dhamma has been explained, questions have been answered, practice has been made together, leaning on each other's spiritual faculties. You realise that good friendship, Kalyanamittas, are 100% of this path. Many of the good things that arise, Amisadana, like giving of material things, coming together to do good, 
Dhammadana, sharing of Dhamma, can't happen alone. It happens even in union with Buddha and the Arahants, those in the pure abode. And same with offering safety. These things are also part of having Kalyanamitta. We cultivate all the kusala together. It makes the journey easier. It keeps us on the Noble Eightfold Path. And so it's good to honour that as we close out the year. To reflect on all those moments where we came to practice together, to hear the Buddha's words together, to penetrate the truth together, to develop all the Bodhipakya Dhammas. Good friends help that, encourage that. And so it's very joyful when we reflect on individuals and groups. The Buddha says in the Kalyanamitta Divaka, this is Ankutunikaya chapter 1, discourse number 71. Because I do not see even a single thing that so causes unarisen wholesome qualities to arise and arisen unwholesome qualities to decline as good friendship. For one with good friends, unarisen wholesome qualities arise and arisen unwholesome qualities decline. And if you look back on the year, that's really true. Every Zoom call, every message, every retreat, every Dhamma session, every interaction with good friends, it does cause good qualities, wholesome qualities to arise. When we meditate together as a group, listen to the Buddha's words, try and understand them, meditate together, have our Dhamma discourse and discussion. These are the things that cause these unarisen wholesome qualities to arise and for those arisen unwholesome ones to subside, to decline, for us to abandon them. Particularly when we live in this world, this world that is imbued with unwholesome qualities, defilements, hindrances. You really see when you look at it our spiritual faculties get sharpened when we come together as good friends to hear the Buddha's words, to practice the Buddha's words, and to try and understand the meaning of those words. And when it comes to good friendship, the Buddha does say you should develop good friendship to give up bad friendship. And it's not to attack bad friends. It's just to know the distinction between good friends and bad friends. Good friends promote all the spiritual faculties, making progress on the noble path. Bad friends may be ignorant. They may not know those things. And so they always encourage towards defilements, not fearing doing wrong. And so they encourage us not to keep the sealer, keep the virtue, become virtuous, whereas good friends have the wisdom and so they encourage us to refrain from unwholesome things and to become more virtuous. It helps us on the path. So 
So really good friends, the reason why they give up bad friends is because they incline us towards Nibbana. And so you see this emphasized in the Dutiyaseka Sutta in Ittavutaka number 17. This is what Upasika Kujutra heard from the Buddha. Because in regard to external factors, I do not perceive another single factor so helpful as good friendship for a bhikkhu who is a learner, a trainee, who has not attained perfection, but lives aspiring for the supreme security from bondage. Because a bhikkhu who has a good friend abandons what is unwholesome and develops what is wholesome. When a bhikkhu has good friends and is reverential and respectful, doing what his friends advise, clearly comprehending and mindful, he may progressively attain the destruction of all fetters. And so we are sakers, we are the trainees, the learners that the Buddha is talking about. If we have good friends, we are very, very fortunate. And if we practice the Dhamma with good friends, then we know we are doubly fortunate because we are inclining towards Nibbana, inclining towards the Noble Eightfold Path. And so anyone who knows and has good friends, you know that it's 100% of the path because when we come together, we hear the Buddha's words and we make effort. It is of course possible to practice alone, but there is so much momentum, so much goodness when good friends come together. To see each other, discuss the Dhamma together, and to really practice together, to go to the higher concentrations together, to come out of the higher concentrations together, to discuss, to keep chipping away. In that, you know you're not alone. And good friends are good role models. When you see friends refraining from the wrong kinds of speech, lying, harsh speech, divisive speech, and particularly the empty speech, the frivolous talk. You see, ah, we're all making progress. We are practicing not to be living with greed, hatred, and delusion. Delusion being the biggest one, that's the empty talk and frivolous talk. And you also see, when people's metta practice develop, it's easy to be around each other to have consideration for each other. So with our physical actions, our verbal actions, and our mental actions, it's useful. So complementary to the spiritual path, we all make progress. And so when the Buddha says that one may progressively attain the destruction of all fetters, you can really see that. And that is so very joyful. At that level, we have so much gratitude for good friends, so much joy for good friends. We help each other. That's what makes this spiritual path so wonderful. Again, you hear the Buddha say in the Kalyanamitta Sutta, this is Sangyutta Nikaya, chapter 45, discourse number 63. Because one thing is very helpful for the arising of the Noble Eightfold Path. 
What one thing? Good friendship. When a bhikkhu has a good friend, it is to be expected that he will develop and cultivate the Noble Eightfold Path. And how does a bhikkhu who has a good friend develop and cultivate the Noble Eightfold Path? Here bhikkhus, a bhikkhu develops right view, which is based upon seclusion, dispassion and cessation, maturing and release. And then the Buddha talks about the other path factors and he comes at the end to right concentration. He develops right concentration which is based upon seclusion, dispassion and cessation, maturing and release. It is in this way, bhikkhus, that a bhikkhu who has a good friend develops and cultivates the Noble Eightfold Path. The Buddha says this many times in the suttas, and as we know, the Noble Eightfold Path is the way out of this whole mass of suffering. It's the way out to cessation. It's the fourth noble truth. So when we have good friends and you look back on the year, what did we do this year? What did we do collectively even through this channel? It was to develop the Noble Eightfold Path. All the sutta meditations, the encouragement is towards this and to establish right view at the outset. To ensure that we're walking this correct path, not the wrong one, trying to correct, abandon wrong views and establish the right view. Every time the Buddha talks about kusala, what is wholesome or skillful, and abandoning what is unwholesome or unskillful, akusala, we are establishing right view. Every time we talk about the Paticca Samuppada, dependent origination, understanding some of the links in our meditations, this is about developing the way out of suffering. So good friendship is very, very important and ever so grateful to come together in this way. And the Buddha says in the Aditya Sutta, this is Sangyutta Nikaya, chapter 46, discourse number 48, because this is the forerunner and precursor of the rising of the sun, that is, the dawn. So too, for a bhikkhu, this is the forerunner and precursor of the arising of the seven factors of enlightenment, that is, good friendship. When a bhikkhu has a good friend, it is to be expected that he will develop and cultivate the seven factors of enlightenment. So what you see here, and this applies to all the Bodhipakya Dhammas, Noble Eightfold Path is included, seven factors of enlightenment, five spiritual powers, five spiritual faculties, the basis of spiritual power, the four great efforts, like that. When you look at these things, what makes up the Bodhipakya Dhammas, this is something that is activated, established, developed. There is good friendship. And so when you think about fulfilling this path, fully developing this path, we really need to lean on good friendship. We may still practice alone, but 
all the times during the year that we get together online or in person, you know, you make more progress when you come together, even when you take the feedback, the feedback about practice. When you heed the words of a good friend, you know that they don't mean to harm you. They mean to help you. Then you really see it. Even without words, it could be when you see a friend making effort, doing walking meditation. So much joy arises, but also that encouragement in that subliminal way to also make the effort. Sometimes the effort is the one that is needed because we get busy and we turn to the types of things that we think will make us feel better when there is dukkha. But when you see a good friend applying themselves, applying the Buddha's medicine, and you see that it actually works, then you're inclined that way as well. And through this process, conviction towards the Buddha grows, effort grows, mindfulness towards what is right view grows, and of course our concentration grows, stabilizes, and we develop the wisdom. All those things help us right to the very end to complete this path. So in that way we again, we honor good friendship. There are some verses from the Therigata, the verses of the senior nuns, and in particular from Kisagotami, Therigata. And she says at the beginning of her verses, something that really resonates. It goes, pointing out how the world works, the sages have praised good friendship. Associating with good friends, even a fool becomes astute. Associate with good people, for that is how wisdom grows. Should you associate with good people, you would be freed from all suffering. And you would understand suffering, its origin, and cessation, the Eightfold Path, and so the Four Noble Truths. So let's rest a few minutes with those words. And if those words resonate, take a few moments to send metta, good wishes, to all our good friends, those who have helped us, practiced with us, given us feedback, encouragement. Wish them well. Wish them the highest happiness, the true safety. Wish them ease on this noble eightfold path.
as we do at the end of the year, like we did last year, we reflect on our highlights or insights from spiritual practice. It's good to look at what it was that helped us to make progress, maybe even who helped us to make progress, and also to reflect on those insights that were very real for us, where we really connected with the Dhamma or a particular Sutta meditation. And if you would like to share one or more of your highlights or insights with the other Kalinamitas on the channel, then please send them in. Let us know. It is joyful to hear when people penetrate the Dhamma, when they know and see more clearly, and when there is joy in the practice. Joy normally comes even in the face of difficulty. And so it's good to reflect on the year and think, what actually happened that helped? What was inspiring? And what did I learn? So I'll share one of mine, maybe even two. Especially the one that's most present right now. And it is from the Kosambia Sutta. There was a revelation or recognition that Yes, we practice metta a lot because we know it really helps the path and it makes conditions more easeful. And to wish no harm, it really develops something within us. But the insight, particularly recently, was that eyes open, it's really important to cultivate that more. That we can be very proficient at it with our eyes closed. But with our eyes open, sometimes it's not as the Buddha says in the Kosambia Sutta, that it is ready. It is ready to be activated and established, that we manifest it, that we train to manifest it. And so one of the things that, particularly to put effort towards, is this. And you start to see the good results in many, many different ways. And so that was something that really resonated as we come to the end of the year. And to be honest about it, it's like, wow. I think the other insight that repeats itself this year is also about feedback. That when one is easy to instruct, when one receives feedback well, it's so very helpful to make progress more swiftly and to humble oneself. In actual fact, when you're able to receive feedback from Kalyanamitta, to receive it with anatta, so not receiving it at a personal level, but just to see it as being able to make progress. Kalyanamittas can see so much, and feedback is very difficult to give and very difficult to receive. It's one of those things. It also makes you reflect back on the Anumana Sutta, what makes us difficult to instruct. And so... We grow really well when we reflect on that. You even learn when you don't receive feedback well. It makes you go back to the Anumana Sutta and look at it and look at those qualities. But if you take on board some really good feedback, it can improve things. You know where you can make effort and it will reap good rewards. The other question I would put to you is, 
What words of the Buddha deeply resonated with you this year? And again, if you would like to share, please send them in. Of course, I'm going to share a few with you because there are certain ones that stay with me. The ones that I've written down, I reflect on, I apply many, many times. And I'll share a couple with you. This comes from the Datu Vibhanga Sutta, Majjhima Nikaya Discourse number 140. And I'll read out the Pali because the Pali has something that I think also resonates. Musa yang musadhammang, tang satchang yang amusadhammang, nibbanang. So in English this is, what is false has a deceptive nature, and what is true has an undeceptive nature, that is nibbana. And the reason why that resonates with me is because when I reflect on the world and what happens in the world, it's a lot of falsehoods, a lot of lies, a lot of constructions that are lies. It deceives us. And so I often like to see where I fall for it. And then I remember, well, what is undeceptive, what is the truth, is actually Nibbana. I incline in that direction, that is the truth, that is the satcha aditana, the determination for truth, so I don't get caught in the world. So I always come back to this. I always see this as why we practice the sutta meditations, why we listen to the Buddha's words, why right view is so important. Otherwise we keep falling for these untruths, these lies. And the second set of words that resonate for me and which I shared in a separate talk or encouragement was around this Titi Sutta and the Buddha saying, Bhikkhus, I do not praise even a standstill in wholesome qualities, much less decline. I praise only growth in wholesome qualities, not a standstill or deterioration. It's the standstill in wholesome qualities that really resonated, particularly this year that we bank certain things that we do, whether it's giving, whether it's certain aspects of spiritual practice. But why these resonated with me is because in certain areas, we come to a standstill and we think it's okay. And then when you hear the Buddha saying that he doesn't praise it, then you realize, ah, oh, well, I need to make some effort in that direction. It's like what was mentioned about metta, that you can become good at metta, eyes closed, sit, sitting down. But when you're outside of that posture and being in the world, how is the metta practice? And to a certain extent, that's at a standstill. And so that's where Buddha's words resonated, that reminder that certain aspects of practice need to be improved need to be developed, need to become better. As we come to the end of the year, I'd like to close with expressing my gratitude and thanks from everyone at this channel for good friendship, for all the good friends who have come and gone 
for all the good friends who have come and stayed. Wishing you all well. Wishing you safety in Dhamma. Wishing you ease on the path. I appreciate everyone who has tried to connect in any way through emails, through Anjali, through questions, through kind words, through encouragement and even feedback. And I deeply appreciate everyone who has invited in Dhamma, who has helped with Dhamma sessions, offering support in many, many different ways. Those who have also offered support and direct assistance with retreats. Those who have supported those retreats. Many blessings and good wishes. This is how we practice to be of benefit to ourselves and to others. Good friendship is 100% of this path. And we recognize that in sitting together, listening to the Buddha's words, trying to understand the meaning, having our Dhamma discussions, and getting to those higher concentrations, making the effort. I honor all of you, and I have much joy in knowing that you make progress in knowing that you understand and chip away a little more at this Noble Eightfold Path. So we can end our session here. Let's share the merit with all sentient beings. May all beings be happy and well. And we mean that in the sense of the true happiness that the Buddha speaks of. And we wish safety as well, the supreme safety we wish to all sentient beings. Blessings of the Triple Gem to all of you, wishing you well. Teruan Saranai.